You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country. Good morning, this is Annie for Showreel, a focus on uh, the Australian film industry. And today uh, we're going to uh, alter what we've been doing over the last few weeks, which has been to promote the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. Now the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival started on Tuesday. It's a virtual uh, festival this year because of COVID. There is some sort of uh, idea that there's going to be a theatrical release later in the year. But uh, at the moment, it's uh, running online so go to their uh, website and you'll discover all the ins and outs, get your tickets, etc., etc. Uh, and as I said, uh, we're not going to uh, be devoting our uh, whole program to uh, filmmakers from the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival today, uh, only one. Uh, the first uh, interview today is actually with Joe Samuels, who is the director of a film called The Legend of Five, which is an Australian-made film, and it's uh, been uh, released for uh, the school holidays because it's a, uh, a, um, a children's fantasy film, which is fairly unusual for an Australian film. But anyway, we'll talk to Joe Samuels about this film. And uh, you might remember Joe Samuels' claim to fame was as the original uh, wife of Mad Max in the original Mad Max movie. But she's uh, done many other things other than that role and she'll be speaking to us first up on Showreel. We'll follow that with an interview with Roger Unger, who's uh, filmed The Wheels of Wonder, uh, go to uh, Lebanon, uh, where some people have been working to create playing opportunities, playground opportunities for children of refugees in Lebanon. Uh, His film, Wheels of Wonder, uh, is going to be the feature film that we look at today from the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. But... um, First up, let's talk to Jo Samuels about her film, The Legend of Five. A theatre. How was it to go from there to a feature? So this is a big step, really, isn't it? Huge. It was. It was huge. But I guess you've just got to take a bite and chew like mad. Um, <laughs> and, and just ch- I just felt that I needed to challenge myself and to just, you know, continue because I just do so love working in the industry and it, it didn't make sense to me to, to do anything else but, you know, just keep on going and keep on trying new things with it. Uh, I was very lucky to have uh, Jesse 
working on it as a producer. He was fantastic. Um, so it was a great crew and fantastic cast. And I do love working with the actors. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, jumped in. It was hard work, but I really loved every minute of it. So why did you decide to do a um, a, a film that's focused on uh, on adolescence? It's a, it's 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 uh, it's a fantasy, and it's it's got elements of uh, I'd have to say a bit of uh, the modern Jumanji, a bit of the monkey, the modern monkey, and uh, and and also the uh, Nowhere Boys. But it's 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 got its own uh, feeling as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I, I love the genre. I love children's movies. Um, I love Disney stuff. I run a youth theatre. I work with um, the kids there a lot. Well, when I say kids, young young people. Um, so it was just a natural progression for me to do that because I do love uh, family genre, children's adventure um, and drama. So it, it's, it was easy for me to do that rather than to jump into a, to maybe a heavy drama. I would love to try a comedy one day but, um, and, or, and a drama, but for me to start, um, I guess that was, that's my favourite genre. I'm a bit of a Disney girl. I'm a little bit of a Disney tragic, really, when it, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, so it was easy for me to actually start there and to work with young people. Now, where did you get the script from? Uh, uh, Peter McLeod wrote the script. Um, my son Jesse is, was the producer, um, and it, he, he came. Peter came to us through the executive producer Tanya Esposito, and we sat with him, and we worked and massaged the idea because it was basically, you know, Jesse came up with the idea of doing the fantasy. Um, adventure and then Peter jumped in as the script writer and um, we went from there we just worked on the script together and um, and went from there hmm. well there's some uh, really fine elements to the actual production as well I mean the the little people for example and the uh, some of the other characters that are in the the world that they get thrown into are beautifully put executed who who was responsible for those those elements well i guess it was all of us in some respects because wardrobe and makeup um their vision for it also played uh, a really big part in those characters so it was just sitting down and really nutting it out with heads of department and to to just try to get everybody's vision for how they saw the characters um, the actors that played those characters, they were fantastic. You know, that really early morning calls to put on prosthetics like that. It's a tough gig for them. And then to hang around all day to, to, to get the work done in that, um, I was just so blown out by their persistence and their hard work. Um, uh, a couple of them were just wonderful theatre actors and that bought... Um, to life those characters. My granddaughter Lola played the the uh, fairy. She's an, um, an up-and-coming actor and she's done a little bit of work on a couple of films and some commercials and things. So 
and she was fabulous. Having Grant Page came down and helped us fly her. Grant Page was the stuntman on um, Mad Max. Then I did Mad Max. He was the stuntman. So he toddled down and we put her in a harness and flew her on a green screen. And um, we did a bit of work on a green screen. That was tough for me too, to get my head around all that. But I was very grateful to have Jesse there to help me with the special effects and to understand how they worked and to learn about them. Um, but I, I just have so much respect, so much more respect for actors and and uh, what they went through to to get to bring those characters to life. Yeah, they're they were lovely. truly wonderful to work with. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah lovely. Thank you. Yeah, I, th- I really enjoyed that element in the film. The uh, it's quite clear that uh, it. Um, must have been a long time in the making. Can you give us an idea of how long it's taken? We started in 2018 with the script. Uh, in the beginning of the year, we um, shot. We started shooting in October of 2018, and then it's been 2019 was like the year of editing and and putting all the posts together. And the soundtrack, Dom and Bronte's soundtrack, they're young musicians that that came up with the, um, the, the film score, which has just blown me away. They're wonderful young um, artists. Um, and so we put all that together in 2019 and then 2020 came around and bang, COVID-19 hit us. And we're thinking, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what are we right. going to do now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you're 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 um, hoping to uh, show it um, during the school holidays. Uh, where is it? Screening? That's correct. What, what what's happening there? Well, um, where it, it actually opens in Western Australia tomorrow, and we and Victoria tomorrow. I haven't heard anything else about Victoria. I'm not sure what's going on there with the new outbreaks of um, COVID down there. But um, we are due to open in Western Australia tomorrow and in Victoria. And the July school holidays for New South Wales and the rest of the country. Um, I'm looking at it as a good thing, you know. There's, I'm proud of the fact that um, we're an Australian-made movie and we're, we, we've attempted the fantasy um, adventure style which was a, a, a tough style to start with, but we're going to be the first Australian movie in cinemas after the lockdown, and I'm hoping that we get a nice long run. Yeah, well... See how we go. Yeah, well, the, the um, interest, have you, have you been had screenings with uh, your target audience? What was their reaction, if so? Oh, look, we've had really, really good reactions. We've had a screening in... Um, in Melbourne, it was an awesome um, reaction. We've had um, key crew and some cast look, but really um, our only real screening with our target audience was in Victoria, and that went really, really well. So, And we have gotten it along round to groups of different young people to look at it, and they've really, really received it really well. They're a tough audience, but... Um, well, they are. I think that they're really, really appreciate. Yeah, they are. Well, mm. you know, so... so They've the got f- a lot of choice out there. Well, the the five uh, uh, leads, the um, uh, adolescents, the uh, 
burgeoning adults uh, are all all of them yes. are, are, um, are, are dealing with different uh, problems and um, and the script brings them to along a path where they are forced to work together which is a, a really sobering message for adolescents. I mean, it's a, it's a nice uh, twist, really. It is. And I think Peter, the writer, Peter McLeod, I think he's really, he's really onto that. He really understands it. Uh, he actually, I actually run a youth theatre and we do a film class and Pete has stepped in for me to in the, um, the lockdown period to do some Zoom writing and film stuff with the young people at Premier Theatre. And uh, uh, he is just so good at getting to that gritty, the, the, the real essence of what they're going through, being able to communicate with young people and find those those conflicts and those those challenges out and then really listening to them and helping them then create their stories. I think he was re- really a good choice as a writer for our film from that regard, he's always had that ability to just hone in on the challenges that young people, he's not an old man, he's only a young man himself. So, you know, he's, um, I think it was really a good choice. Pete, Pete McLeod, he was uh, really good with the writing. So, mm. so the, uh, it's quite clear that you, you would hope to make an, another instalment in this, uh, legend of five. That's right. <laughs> Tell us about yeah, your ambitions. That's right. We plan to make another. Yes, we plan to make five. Um, but uh, I guess we'll see how it goes uh, when we open and see what the feedback is. But we did plan to to actually do five movies all together with each character, um, each different element that they represent. Pete's already working on the next one. <laughs> He's come up with some awesome ideas, what, really, really good ideas. What was your budget, just as a matter of interest? Um, the budget was uh, 1.3. Yeah, well, you've done um, a good job. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, it's not easy. You know, you look at other, you know, fantastic filmmakers all around the, the world and they... They whinge with a $45 million budget. But uh, Australians, we're used to it, aren't we? We, um, we work on passion and love and commitment to, to, the, um, to the work. Because when you, when you love it and you've got to do it, you've just got to do it. Did you get any uh, um, support, industry support? Or uh, uh, where did you get your finances from? Um, well, our... Um, Exec producer Tanya Esposito, she was in in um, charge of all that, so she um, she got some private investment. We didn't really have um, any other support from any um, government department or um, anything like that. We just went with uh, private investors and um, and made it that way. It's uh, it's very difficult. Uh, to get funding through, you know, it's, um, and even when the film was to a certain point, even getting posts, some help with posts was, uh, was, a, was quite difficult from Screen Australia. But uh, we didn't let it stop us. We just kept going. That's one thing I really loved about working with Jesse. He's 
so tenacious as a producer. He just kept on going and kept on going. And um, Tanya's the same. Um, just really, really good producers to work with. They um, they just kept going and kept that vision alive. And even when things got really tough, you know, yeah, they yeah. um they just kept it happening. The other mm. thi- the other thing is so kudos to them. Yeah, yeah, kudos to them. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a great target audience. So I'm imagining you might get some uh, foreign sales. Yes, we do have some international interest. Um, so we're looking at um, we're, we're talking to people from um, other from other places around the world. So we're, we're hoping that that all comes off. Look, oh, you know, I, I'm I really know it will in my heart. I know that it will just take off, and we'll see it all around the, the world in different regions. Um, and because you're right, you know that the market that market is really saleable. It's um people are hanging out for that, for family orientated movies. There's just not enough really good content of that around, especially at the moment. So um yeah, no, we're really hopeful that, that will we will see it in lots of different regions around the world. Mm. Well good luck. That's all I can say. More strength to your Thank arm. you so much, Annie. <laughs> good on you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Annie. Yeah, no, we're really proud of it. We're really proud that we we stuck to it and actually made it and actually have it out there now. It's, yeah. like, it's very exciting. It's, it's very exciting to see all the work pay off. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for your interest in it, Annie. Thanks for talking to me. Pleasure. Great pleasure. Melbourne's local documentary film festival is going online and nationwide from the 30th of June until the 15th of July. Canvassing an eclectic range of documentaries from South by Southwest, Slam Dance and Tribeca to Music, video games and true crime, with over 55% locally made in Melbourne and across Australia. Check it out at www.mdff.org.au. Prices start from $8 a stream. Melbourne Documentary Film Festival is a 3CR supporter. You're on uh, Showreel with Annie on 3CR and uh, we've been uh, talking to Jo Samuels about her film The uh, Legend of Five. So if you've got children and you are actually able to go to the theatre, then you hopefully will go and see an Australian fantasy film during this school holidays. Now we're going to move to Roger Unger and his film The Wheels of Wonder. So let's go. Wheels of Wonder. Give my listeners an idea of uh, what the whole thing, the whole process of Wheels of Wonder meant to you as a filmmaker. Yeah, well, um, the Wheels of Wonder was kind of born out of... um, So I I work as a videographer and video editor. So I was actually going on a project uh, which was called the Loose Parts Play Carts Project, um, which essentially is the inception of the noodle cart, which the story is about. Um, So I kind of went over there... um, there to film their socials, but I um, saw this amazing story unfolding in front of me. So I, I kind of um, 
you know, got permission from them uh, in order to, to make the film. And then I sort of continued to film and um, follow their story, basically. Um, and then all of the themes and all of the, the ideas of the film and um, sort of came out of that. So, you know, it was very much a visceral process in that, you know, I kind of saw this opportunity to make a film and, and you know, kind of just ran with my instinct and, and, and just went from there. And, and, you know, here I've got a, a documentary at the end. So, yeah, it was, it was quite amazing, actually, that it, that it all kind of came together and um, I was able to make a documentary out of it. Can you give people an idea of uh, the uh, kind of camps that uh, kids and the families are living in in Lebanon? Sure. So um, going into the project, um, you know, I had the assumption that it would be sort of, you know, a lot of tents and, and you know, like a tent sort of style city. But, um, you know, refugees in Beirut are, are within the community. They're within the city. Um, you know, they're, they're in Beirut and they're kind of all, all scattered scattered around. So the, the places that we went to were, from what I understand, are, are buildings that have been abandoned and then they basically, you know, made their homes in there. So, um, you know, that was one of the locations where... Um, uh, they trialled the uh, loose parts play cart. So um, that was sort of the first location and, and we were there for about a week. And then after that, we went to actually a school that hosts refugee children. So that was um, that was kind of a different, you know, a point of difference um, from, from you know, implementing it into, into kind of like a community area to kind of like a school sort of setting. Um, and, you know, those, those were kind of the, the places that we went to. So, yeah. Like uh, it, the the word wheels of wonder, uh, sort of conjure up an idea of you know people in the back streets uh, with uh, um, drag racing and stuff like that. That's not what this is about, is it? Tell us about the uh, loose part play card. Yeah. yeah. So is it about the name? So wanting to know about. Um, oh no! Gen- generally, or... generally, uh, what what the people that you were with were doing. And what it represents. I mean, you know, the people who sure. they brought this fabulous thing to uh, christened it the Wheels of Wonder. Yeah. So the group I was with um, is a group called Playground Ideas. So basically they, they provide resources for, for people all around the world um, in order to make playgrounds and, and create spaces for children where they can play and, and work on their development. So essentially it's an evolution. Um, the Loose Parts Play Carts, now known as the noodle cart, um, is an evolution of that. So in refugee areas, uh, you're not allowed to build solid structures and you're not allowed to sort of, um, you know, create playgrounds because it's seen as a temporary situation. So, you know, things like that can't be built. So the whole idea of the loose parts play cart is to be able to have something that can sort of go into an area and unfold. So it's on wheels. You can you can take it in. It's basically a, a portable playground, but it introduces things such as, Loose parts play, which is kind of a new emerging thing that we're starting to understand a lot more, and um, how that kind of contributes to children's development, and um, you know how that can sort of better their lives. So, so that's the kind of whole idea of, of the wheels of wonder, I suppose. Um, you know, the loose parts play carts. As a filmmaker, what really attracted you to this? What, what? I mean, you went there to do something else. What was it that made you realise that this was a really big story that people should be relating to? Yeah, well, look, there's, I mean, it, it kind of um, brings in quite a few themes. So, I mean, there's the obviously the, the refugee situation in Beirut, 
kind of coupled with this really unusual innovation that, you know, kind of really sparks your curiosity. And it also kind of invites the whole human compassion side. So there were kind of few, quite a few themes that kind of came together that, that really inspired me to, to make this. And, you know, I was working with such a great team and the characters are amazing. And, you know, I just thought that there's a really great opportunity to, to tell a really interesting and poignant story. Um, yeah, so that's kind of was, was the... You know, I guess the inception of the idea, and I'd always wanted to to make a documentary of this this length, so it um it kind of just fell together, and it was just yeah, the, the stars aligned for me. Some of the really strong elements are the freeform, almost freeform shots of the kids who are involving themselves in play. That must have been quite an exciting, maybe even difficult uh, thing to film. Absolutely. So. Um, you know, the, we were facilitated by a group called Right to Play. Um, so they deal a lot with, um, you know, the, the children and, and, you know, basically trying to sort of um, bring play elements into, into their lives and that sort of thing. So they kind of facilitated us into the areas and, and um, you know, got us the permissions in order to go there and film. And, um, yeah, so, so it was just basically, it, it's, it's purely observational. So it's, you know, we're kind of observing what, what the children are doing, but that's kind of coupled with, you know, the, the thoughts of um, the characters involved, you know, with, with the interviews and that sort of thing. So, I mean, for children, you know, they see a camera, they're really excited. And, you know, like for, for the most part, it was it was quite, you know, quite, you know, fun, a, a fun process, you know, and, and really great to meet the children and see the smiles on their faces. And, you know, it's really quite heartwarming and quite beautiful. Yeah. Uh, how long did the film take to make from the beginning to the end? Yeah, so um, we were in Beirut for, uh, it was two and a half weeks. So, you know, it was about two and a half weeks of filming and then some pick-up interviews later on. But the edit um, took pretty much up to a year. So, um, you know, I was working on this film in between my other freelance work. Um, so, I, you know, whenever I had the opportunity, I'd, I'd get into the edit and, and get it done. So for, for the most part, it took about a year to to um, get the film to, to where it is, yeah. And so it's at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. Does it have uh, other places that it's already uh, making its way to? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it premiered at Transitions Film Festival. Um, so that was that happened earlier in the year, pre-COVID, which was great. So, you know, I was able to have a, a screening in a cinema and, um, you know, later on in the year, we're hoping that with Melbourne Documentary Film Festival, we'll also get a theatrical release but um look it's been submitted to, to quite a few places and um you know obviously in light of the situation with COVID I'm, I'm hoping that um you know a few of them do, do go ahead when this is all over but um you know everything's pretty promising and you know it's got some really good feedback so I feel like they're going to be some, some really interesting places where people can can see it um Playground Ideas have also done um, a few sort of charity screenings as well so um, yeah, look, it's getting in front of the eyes of a lot of people and hopefully it will continue to do that as well. Yeah, because it just seems to me that it's probably got uh, educational um, value as much as uh, uh, just generally an interesting film. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it kind of follows this whole concept of loose parts play and, you know, which which I think is, is really fascinating because there's so many things, you know, for children, play is such an inherent thing. So, but what people don't really realise or, you know, feel don't realise is that it actually, you know, it kind of introduces things like social um, skills and, 
um, you know, things like innovation and creativity and all of those sort of things that, you know, we all kind of get from, from playing and, you know, it's something that we don't realise and it's, it's kind of a subconscious thing. I almost liken it to, you know, when you, when you play sports. So if you play sports, you know, you do it because you really enjoy it. But on the other hand, you're, you're getting things like exercise and so it has that benefit um, but you kind of don't realise that it's doing it because it's just something that you love doing. So, um, you know, it kind of touches on that and, and, you know, sheds a light on that. And, you know, I, I think that's a really interesting part of it, um, you know, learning those things about um, about play and loose parts play specifically. I'd love for people to come and, and you know, um, go online and, and watch the film, you know, see what they think and, you know, kind of make up their own minds about thing. I, I'd uh, in my approach to sort of making uh, making films, I, I I don't like to take too much of a didactic approach. You know, I don't want to sort of manipulate people in a certain way. So, um, you know, the information can somewhat be polarising, but, you know, I just hope people see it and, you know, they get something out of it um, and, you know, just really sort of enjoy an, in, an interesting and poignant story that, um, you know, hopefully they can learn a few things from and, you know, just, just kind of bear witness to, to what's happening um, in other places of the around the world. Thanks for talking to me. Beautiful, excellent.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.